Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Shadow Speaks. I am your host, Linda. So you have a grasp on what shadow work is and how your shadow operates. But now you may be noticing other people's shadows are in full effect as well. Well, sit back and relax, and I will share some strategies as to how to deal with the attack of another's projections and how to take a position that does not allow your shadow to seep in and convince you that it is not engaged. Understand that when you move along in your shadow work, you will start to see the shadow at work more clearly within you. The negative comments, the self-doubt, the self-sabotage, and the projections, noticing how you can get entangled into self-judgment. You will also see how so much of your life has been blaming others for your pain. That's not to say that no one has caused you pain, but you always have the power to respond to pain differently. For example, if you are with a partner who cheats on you, you can blame them for your heartache, your loss of trust in others, your difficulty in all your future relationships. Or, you can move on and end their reign in your life, ending their power over you. It's your choice. When you enter a space, the shadow dominates. You can feel the pull of heaviness from the accumulation of self-assault and projection. But this is a game of awareness. Once you become aware of it, it simply cannot operate as it has been. And you get the benefit of spotting it early before you travel down a long road of pain and torment. Because of this, the shadow seeks to find other methods, other access points, in order to maintain its hold. So as you begin to develop a relationship with your shadow, which gives you a window into the methods the shadow uses to dominate, you can also begin to see it operating in others and understand why they may assign blame or hostility to you. And this helps you to realize that you should not take it personal. 
However, this doesn't always mean that their accusation is not true. But what it does mean is that you can have compassion for those who are under the spell of the shadow. Just like you didn't see how your shadow was conducting its dance, neither can they. When you can see others as being tormented as you were, even if you are the target, be kind, or at the very least, just walk away. Know that their attacks on you are a sign that they are under attack from themselves. And you can't fix it. All you can do is disengage. And the worst thing to do is to say to someone, you're just projecting onto me. Even if you are right, their shadow will rise up and lash out at you, even more because you are trying to expose it by projecting your shadow onto them. Because only your shadow would respond that way. Your soul always responds with love. Love for another and love for self. Because it knows that you would be declaring a duel with someone else's pain and trauma. You cannot win and you cannot help them or yourself. Your soul knows that and will not entertain it. I've seen these arguments play out and have engaged in them myself when two spiritual quote-unquote students immersed in their shadow work, understanding the new lingo and concepts, and the ego loving every minute of it as it wields it as its own new weapon. Both accusing the other of projection, with neither taking any responsibility. If you could step back for a moment and observe from a neutral perspective, it's actually quite amusing. When you engage in your shadow work, your shadow will always make you think that you have mastered your shadow and are just seeing others' shadows and not your own projections. Discernment is critical, and you must always take an assessment of your role in any interaction or that pain you assign to another that is really yours may haunt you, just like the pain that you are willing to take on that is not yours will. The best path is to be understanding. Remember those battles that you have come through with your own shadow. Times when you truly believed someone wronged you only to find out that they actually loved you or wanted to help you and most likely did the best that they could with what they knew 
For example, like someone who refused to give you money when you were an addict. In that moment, you would swear that they were your enemy. Only to find, 20 years later, when you're sober and stable, you remember that moment that changed everything for you. When that person who loved you refused to help you, help you destroy yourself, but respected the decision that you made to do so. And that one act ended up being the defining moment that showed you that you had hit rock bottom and would possibly not survive if you continued. That person may actually have saved your life. Yet for years, you may have harbored a grudge for when they were not there for you when you thought you needed them. Understanding in hindsight, they were there for you, just not the way you wanted them to be. We are all operating in a territory where all have been assaulted with suffering beyond the scope of believability. So it's kind of like going to a hospital and getting mad at the person next to you because they're sick. When you attack someone, especially in the name of shadow work, the shadow is exalted to a place of seniority. Not just over you, but the circle of people you may love dearly. And a wedge will be created in order to maximize the feeding frenzy that will ensue. The shadow loves this. And you may say, well, I have my own pain and suffering. They should be more understanding. But this is how you learn compassion. As a matter of fact, when you can see someone else's pain while in your own pain and have compassion for them, your pain lessens. And the grace of compassion is granted to you. And you have that person to thank for teaching you how to rise above pain simply by being a witness to their pain and their inability to rise above it. In that moment, they are your teacher. So allow their arrows to turn to calls, calls for understanding, for relief from what they suffer from, and answer that call with compassion, even if it means you walk away. And go comfort yourself if you need to. This is really important. It's important to understand that we have the power to comfort ourselves. We don't need other people to understand it. And they don't need to be told that you have compassion for their suffering when they attack you. 
it will probably just infuriate them and feel condescending. Just hold them in a space of love in your heart instead of mentally listing why everything that they have done is confirmation of injustice. Also, it's best not to be self-righteous about your ability to rise above the attack because your shadow is still paying attention. It will call more of these projections of others into your field of experience because the shadow will perceive that attitude of you riding the wave of being a better person as superiority. And it will throw it in its tool bag and use it again. Your shadow is constantly collecting data. Its survival relies on it. Just be the better person. No need to announce or celebrate it. When you remain peaceful and present, you are always in a protected space. You do not need to defend yourself when you do not engage with someone else's shadow or when you do not allow your shadow to be triggered. Just see clearly, and you will see a way through it. It may just be speaking a kind word, allowing your light to silently dissipate the negative charge coming in, which may also calm your attacker. When you are able to respond lovingly to yourself, it is, in turn, a loving response to another. This is how you master the shadow. And you will never need to speak those words, because as soon as you do, the shadow is engaged. Remember, anyone can be strong when times are good, but it takes great strength to be strong when times are challenging. Here is a simple exercise that will help you to remain calm when triggered. Imagine that you are in a beautiful green meadow and you are a deer eating the forage. It is a field of peace that you can sense. There is a noise in the distance, but it does not disturb you. It does not disturb the field. You look up and you notice it, but continue to eat, aware but not disturbed. Regardless of what created the noise, you are calm as you consciously hold the field of peace, trusting that you can respond appropriately, gracefully, if you need to. Like the deer, 
You never force a confrontation or another's aggression. You rely on your ability to dot off if that's what is required. And if you do, you will simply shake off the energy that has attempted to cause you distress. And you carry on with your day. The deer is sure. The world is abundant and knows it will find what it needs elsewhere. This is a peaceful stance that holds great power. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I look forward to our next discussion. Many blessings to all.